I don't know what that was. I heard a door close, but both kids are still in bed. I'm assuming it was just my neighbor getting home, maybe. But it sounded like it was in our apartment. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. So when this never gets edited, it's because I am dead. Because someone's hiding out behind the couch, waiting to kill me as soon as I finish this episode. So, I've got to stop you for a win number 179 from getting out. <laughs> no jury would convict. Howdy, it's Monday, August 1st, 2022, and this is episode 179 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Surprise, we have another trip report. Just kidding, no, we don't. Everybody's immediately turning off the episode, because they're like, why would you do that to us? <laughs> why? Well, let me tell you, from the last trip, I probably got COVID on it, and then have pretty much been recovering the entire time since then, but I am better now, so that's good. So that hasn't ended the podcast. You're not like perma banned from Atlantic City. I'm probably perma banned from Atlantic City on the week before I'm supposed to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to work around that, I guess. <laughs> around these restrictions. I know. I'm just, just another COVID restriction. I know. Anyways. Eh, it might not have been in Atlantic City. I don't think it was because I didn't get COVID and I got PCR tested like six days after. So, you know, science. I mean, you did, uh, I guess, just have COVID would be a bit of an overstatement. That was like eight months ago. At, at the beginning of the year, you had COVID. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so the last podcast during recording. Yes. You were just uh, when I sounded all, absolutely awful. It was like not mid-COVID. It was the very beginning of COVID. But Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's fine. These things happen. The things we do for the listeners. 1879, what happened? The beautiful Tremore Hotel first opened in 1879 as a 10-room rooming house. It continually expanded until it was the largest hotel in AC in 1898 with 450 rooms. It was originally an all-wooden structure. It was replaced with all concrete for fire prevention. And you have a link to the Atlantic City experience, which has a big picture of the, the wooden Tremore, which looks quite nice. And then if you see the pictures of the concrete Tremore, it is absolutely hideous, I think. You say it's declined in the 60s. It was spectacularly imploded in three stages in 1972 after it was found to be structurally unsound. Yeah, spectacularly imploded is a direct quote from Atlantic City Experience. I can't make such claims. I was not there, but they said spectacularly imploded. At some point, it got up to 600 rooms. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's an intimidating structure as an all-concrete thing. I think it said in 1915 is when it became a fully concrete structure. I just can't imagine, like, you're 1915, 107 years ago, you're looking at that from the beach. That seems yeah. it seems like a lot. So It's a lot to take in. So I highly recommend going and looking at those pictures. Make sure you right-click and view the concrete image so you can see it in its full-size glory. But yeah, the wooden one, it's so inviting. It's nice. It has a nice lawn. Yeah, the lawn looks nice, yes. And then the, the concrete thing is like, whew, I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyways... That's 1879. 1979, we have two casino openings. Oh, boy. Numbers two and three in Atlantic City. Caesars actually opened as the Boardwalk Regency on June 26th. Do you know why it was the Boardwalk Regency and not Caesars? I do because I look at your notes right now, <laughs> but I did not before that, so I'm just jealous. 
So the Casino Control Commission was investigating Caesars, and so they didn't put the Caesars name on it while they were awaiting the results of that investigation. And that was how powerful the New Jersey Casino Control Commission was at the time. They were able to force major shakeups at established gambling companies because they weren't having any of this supposed, you know, mob tie involvement in, in New Jersey. It was not very long before the podcast, if it was even before the podcast at all, that I feel like they were still blocking the sale of the Atlantic Club to poker stars or party oh, poker yes. or one of those, right? Correct. Like, so still even, uh, and that was like definitely within the last decade, I feel like, so. Yeah, I, I think we've surmised that they probably wouldn't be as rigorous Oh, now. no, they would have <laughs> definitely allowed that to go through now, I think, but they still had some vestiges of their old power back then. Yeah. So it eventually did become Caesars a few years later, and it was the Howard Johnson's Regency before it was Caesars. The Howard Johnson's Regency was built in 1966. Caesars had to add seven floors to it so that it got up to the 500-room threshold. That's the old tower that you can still see at Caesars. The in the lobby? Howard yes. Johnson's in the, the lobby, yeah. The Temple Tower or whatever, yeah, Forum Tower, tower. I guess now. <laughs> yep, so they built a lobby right on that guy. The other opening was Bally's Park Place on December 29th, just getting in 1979. Bally's had bought the Marlboro Blenheim and the Dennis Hotel. They had planned to leave the Blenheim Wing, which was on the National Register of Historic Places. I guess it was seen already as architecturally significant. Then eventually they were like, now nah, we're actually going to knock down all these things. But at the end of the day, somehow the only one that they left standing was the <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. Which they kept so they'd have the 500 rooms and they could open sooner. And then it took them like 10 years to build that other tower, but we'll get that to that later. I think we actually, in a previous history episode... We have talked about the Valley Tower, for Talked sure. about the Valley Tower. So we're very, very close to overlapping in our history. Good. So that's 1979. Another very significant year. One thing that happened last episode, as I was editing it and posting it and making updates to the website, is I broke the podcast... So there was a while in the afternoon where I was scrambling because it wasn't updating to any of the feeds or to the podcast services. So I think I've got that fixed. I don't know why I'm talking about it on the show, because if you're not getting new episodes, you're not hearing this. But there are definitely a few people out there who are like, oh, it's weird. Doofer Win hasn't had an episode in like a month. Those people, I don't know how they'll ever find it again. I don't think any, any people are like that. But Yeah, they're just like, oh, that's that's normal. <laughs> That's the normal irregularity of do for a win's schedule. Thank goodness I get 26 minutes of my life back every two weeks. Yeah, but I think it's mostly fixed, except for anybody who randomly copied and pasted the FeedBurner feed or subscribed directly via FeedBurner like six years ago when that was the main feed that we used. But hopefully it's all fixed now and will be fixed going forward. Yeah. So... Vinny Chenz is the guest on the latest Better Life, if you've been missing Seven Out. So I think he talks a bit about his, his month plus he just spent in Vegas and, and doing a bunch of World Series events. He does. I just listened to it today on my commutes. Ooh. It's good. It's good to hear Vinny Chenz because he has been not doing podcasts or not doing Seven Out for a while now. But Sad. good to hear from him. Good to hear all about his long Vegas trip. It's very poker-centric, obviously, but... Uh, I still found it very interesting, even though I'm not big into the poker scene. So I see you have some some follow-up 
thoughts on our trip. So go ahead. Let's hear them. It's not enough to have one trip report episode. I feel like it needs to stretch into like a six or seven part series. Uh Uh, And also we just don't have that much else to talk about. But I keep thinking about after the last trip, Hard Rock versus Resorts. And I definitely came away after the trip thinking like, yeah, you know, all the complaints I have about Hard Rock I still have. And like Resorts really is like where I have more fun playing. But I keep going back and forth. Like now I'm thinking when I'm thinking about potentially going with my wife, I'm like, ooh, it'd be nice to stay at Hard Rock again. But then I'm also like annoyed that I don't have any decent rates at resorts. So it's like, which do I really prefer? I don't know. I feel like in the act of being in the hotel, I prefer resorts. But in my mind, I prefer the idea of Hard Rock. But I get terrible rates at both right now. So (laughs) that's how I'm going to end up at Tropicana. Yeah, man. You're still staunchly in favor of resorts in this debate, right? I mean, I wasn't so impressed by the table game selection last time. It was quite bad, honestly. But yes, I'm still much more in favor of resorts versus hard rock. No question about that. (laughs) So the other question I have, which we sort of have done, I think, but not Mm -hmm. very explicitly. I want you to rank the three outdoor beer venues. Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, Beer Garden, and The Yard. Beer Garden... I don't know. It's, it's hard. You know, we've only been to the yard once and we nearly got killed by flying furniture. That's true. It's kind of incomplete between the other two. I mean, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, I think is fine. Your favorite description for anything that's mediocre. Yeah, pretty, is, pretty. But it's like. It's dot, dot, dot. Fine. Yeah. Pause. It's pause. Fine. Probably Tennessee <laughs> Avenue Beer Hall has a slight edge on the yard, but the yard was especially empty while we were there. So. It's possible that that on a Friday night it could be it could be more fun and and I might enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, I think that if the yard was hopping, it would get a nod. I mean, I think they're very different places. Also, like Tennessee they're, Avenue Beer Hall different. is very much yeah, like a it's place like craft to chill. beer. Yeah. yeah, you know, have like some fancy stuff, and the yard is very much not like that. The the yard almost feels to me like an outdoor version of what they did with the Wild Wild West, <laughs> right? Yeah, like sort the, of. Yeah, the Mountain Bar. Yeah, the, and the Boardwalk Saloon. Like, the stage, sort of like a, a place to dance and be out on the floor if there's a, a band playing. Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, even if there's a band playing, it's still like, you know, you're sitting around fire pits. It's just a chill atmosphere. So they're very, very different. In my mind, I was ready to say, like, yeah, the art's definitely better. I'd, but I think... No, I don't I think... Probably, I think that's... Not right for you, specifically. <laughs> yeah, I think I would almost certainly end up going. Like, if I was in Atlantic City and picking between the two, I'd almost certainly choose Yeah, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall over the yard. For people like you, I think, I think the beer selection at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall is probably a big draw. But the cocktail selection is more interesting at the yard. Yeah, you said you really enjoyed your margarita or whatever. I did. Hmm? Speaking of, do you remember the band Lit from the 1990s? No. Oh, I, man. I do not. There's nothing I remember less than that. Wow. Actually, it's probably not that I don't remember. It's probably that I never knew in the first place. No, yes, you've almost certainly heard their songs. They're going to play a free show at the yard. That's how how far they've Are fallen. you going? No, God, no. You love some 90s music. That's a good point. So what, what weekend is it that we're going <laughs> to see Lit? I hear that I can't get COVID for like three months, so. That is true. You should Until be there's some BA, all the time. BA6 or something. I don't know. Probably just have. Yeah, surely... Your wife would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, The answer is lit on Wednesday, August 24th at 4 p.m. You know a band's doing really well when they're playing a free show 
on a Wednesday at 4 p.m. in Atlantic City. So you're going, right? I mean... How can I not? I could tell that inflection in your voice was you, like, switching to your calendar app and looking. Mm. I should I should go on Spotify right now and listen to some lit music. <laughs> I definitely owned a lit CD back in the day, but so did everyone else. All right. So I guess there's rumors that you and your wife are indeed going to Atlantic City and have kind of narrowed down when from last episode. The weekend we're talking about is September 24th for our third attempt. We tried to go on our anniversary, which was in January. We ended up all getting COVID and having to move Christmas to January to, to that weekend. And then we tried again in February and my wife got sick again and we had to cancel again. And it's, now this is like nine months later and we're trying again. But originally the prices were absurd. They were like, you know, 300 something dollars a night that weekend. And, and I was really not sure that AC was even the best option if you're no, going to spend I, that much money. I mean, I'd just go to New York or Philadelphia or something probably for that much money. But just yesterday, I checked in the middle of the night and the prices had come way, 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 way down. So Tropicana total, including all taxes for me, is $375 for two nights, which seems fine. Caesar Centurion, which is where I kind of want to be, is $550. Borgata, $596. Or Water Club, $618. And then, like I said, oh, I would like to stay at Hard Rock, $759. That's clearly not the choice. If I were you, I'd probably stay in the Water Club. For $618? I mean, it's $550 for Caesars. It's yeah, but 50 it's bucks. $375 for Tropicana or Manitower. Yeah, but you've done that a ton, right? It's been years. Since my wife and I stayed in Tropicana. I mean, I have stayed in the Havana Tower with you and your wife and my wife. That was literally like eight years ago. Way pre-podcast. Yes. Uh, Was it pre-podcast or was it like episode 10? Uh, We didn't have kids yet. This was like the second AC trip I ever went on, Kyle. Oh, really? (laughs) It it might have been the third. It was way, way, way back in the day. Yeah. Didn't seem like that long ago to me. No, I feel like there's definitely things like that where like, oh, I just stayed at Caesars like two trips ago. It's like that was 2017. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've I've stayed in Tropicana with her since then, but it's been a long time. Hmm. I mean, certainly the $200 almost difference between those two towers is yeah. it's hard to justify anything other than Tropicana. I expect they'll come down significantly between now and then. Uh, I assume so. I think all things being equal, I think you and your wife might like the restaurants and stuff at Borgata better. I mean, it's the nicest property in Atlantic City, I think. It's worth something. Other than, like, the terrible gambling experience we had at that one table, my wife absolutely loved Borgata when I took her Mm. last year. Interesting. And, like, you wouldn't have a problem, I assume, with your wife being offended at some table game? No, because she probably wouldn't even play. Right. One thing that is not reflected in these prices i said is that i should be able to get the resort fees waived right uh caesar's yes borgata still includes the resort fees no at mgm didn't they change that so gold gets the resort oh fees they they did just change it right but you have to earn gold you have, i think you have to go to the desk and request it oh uh, maybe, yeah maybe you have to uh, earn i think gold. i think you have to have uh, earned it not not actually yeah i don't know well but i don't know what it means for me because i'm globalist so i've earned some status yeah. It's not like just, you know, passing it back and forth like everyone does with Caesars, myself <laughs> included. That's true. I've talked about this before, but like my wife does prefer being on the boardwalk to being mm, on that's true. at Borgata. So Yeah, you guys always go to the outlets and stuff, right? Right. And one huge advantage that Tropicana has is that my wife absolutely loves breakfast. And if we were going for two nights, we could do both Casa and Gilchrist. Yeah. 
You know what else is in Tropicana? Boogie Nights. No, oh, that's true. The question is, do I book it at 375 and just keep checking? I guess there's no doubt. No, it's going to go. I mean, I, yeah, you pay as well, but it's going to go down. It is annoying to like call and keep changing and call it's and keep not, changing. It's not going to stay that expensive for some weekend in September. I would not be at all surprised if I end up with a totally free room that weekend. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then you'll be blacklisted for life again, as always. And then I'm going to have to get you a room like always and just be depressed. So yeah, do I really want to burn my Caesars comps? I mean, what are you saving them for? I know, this is really what I'm saving them for, right? Right. So if it was you and your wife, yeah. which one of these places would you pick for like location, food, entertainment, all that stuff? Let's assume they're all comped, because I probably wouldn't be going to Atlantic City if it was these prices with my wife, honestly. We would go to a different city or something. Okay. But assuming they're all comped, I don't know. You just said Borgata, except... Yeah, except we did have like that very bad experience at the blackjack table it's true but still maybe borgata i mean it's just a better property than any of these by by such a wide margin i feel like my wife was like strangely unimpressed by borgata but we have we never stayed there i don't think but we've spent a decent amount of time there because she doesn't care about the gambling she'll play some slots yeah we i mean we gambled literally the entire time there pretty much we went to izakaya my wife loved that she really loves bread and butter as well, or whatever that place is called. You know that I've picked a winner um, because the property that my wife really liked was the Atlantic Club. <laughs> Why would she like the Atlantic Club? I think she liked that it was sort of low-key, you know, at the end of its life. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually like they had redone some of the casino floor stuff, so it didn't look that old. The rooms were obviously very big. She's not somebody who's like needs like the nicest room. But as long as it's, like, clean and in decent shape, which the rooms were, and they were really big. And then we li- really liked the coffee shop there, which I think you hated that place, right? It was fine. It was pause fine. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I'm not disparaging places when I call them fine. It means they're really fine. But it's not like some place I'd be like, that was a really good coffee shop at the Atlanta Club. More places need 24-hour coffee shops. The one at Caesars is closed. Like Casa and Gilchrist at Trop, those, those are really good places, legitimately. But those aren't, like, classic 24-hour casino nah, coffee shops whatever. where you can also, like, go and get a French onion soup for some reason. I mean, like, you know what I really loved? Six Epistro. That was really yeah. good. No, absolutely not. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was also pause fine. Uh, you know what I do, like, I used to get a $5 omelet at the Sahara in Las Vegas when yeah. we went every time. I think that place closed, like, 20 years ago, though. Surely. So. It did not make the multiple iterations of the no. Sahara. It was good, though. It had a $5 omelet. Somehow, SLS and that's what I needed. still had it, and then it became the Sahara again. It's still at it. Yeah. 15 years ago, probably closed. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to... Oh, well, one other thing. Over under on the number of times between booking it the first time and actually going to Atlantic City that I change my reservation. Just a huge number. That's what you love. I feel like I've switched from one property to another in a way that I did not at all feel like was an upgrade, but like in my mind, talked myself into it. Like, (laughs) no, it would really be better to stay at this other comp room than the one I have booked. And it's like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I guess if you have the West Tower or the Chelsea Tower or something, like, no, keep checking that. Definitely. Anyways, that's that talk. We have the news that all nine casinos now have deals with the union. Yeah. No strikes happened. Golden Nugget and Resorts were the stragglers. So that's done. That's that settled. Never have to speak of it again. 
at least for another 40 years when this contract ends. <laughs> yep. We can set our clocks to it. It's true. That'll be like episode uh, like 280. Yep. Did you look at this video of the renovated pool at Resorts? I did. I did. I saw the 30 second video. Looks perfectly nice. Looks much nicer than it looked before because it looked pretty sad before. Yeah, the little roof seems nice. It's still just a very bland rectangular pool, but now it's got a cool awning over it. I don't know if that thing is, is like, retractable. Do you know the only pool I've been to in Atlantic City? I've been to one. One only. Borgata? No. It's probably, like, the worst pool in Atlantic City, too, so. Bally's. No, Hard Rock. The Hard Rock pool is atrocious. It's crazy that the Taj pool was lame. It was bad. It's because it's, I mean, you should have thought about it. It's the only trip I went on with my family. I stayed at Hard Rock, so. And if I take my kids somewhere, you gotta go to the pool because my kids love the pool. I know, even if it's just a bland yeah. box. It's it's a bad, it was a bad pool. Do not recommend. It's it's August, but this pool is finally open, so it's good. I don't know if this is going to be a year-round pool. It looks like it's still not entirely enclosed, right? Eh, I guess it is. Yeah, they probably could make it that, but why bother? Because there's like full people there in the off season, so. <laughs> and they're all over 90 years old. All right. So you, there's some news from uh, Caesars. So let's hear it. Yeah. the In the Travels Work Facebook group, someone who is supposedly a very reliable source. Uh, this has actually been confirmed elsewhere since then. The Caesars Laurel Lounge, which is formerly the Diamond Lounge, is permanently closed. So the the Seven Stars Lounge is still open. There is some talk that maybe the whatever they're called, like Diamond Plus, people would be able to get into the Seven Stars Lounge. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It doesn't affect me anyway. And, you know, that's who this podcast is for, is for me. The other news that came along with that is that Nero's is closing in September. And somebody posted that bartenders and wait staff was saying that it's as early as September 4th that Nero's will be closing. I thought Nero's was pretty good. I went once. I think my review was that it was a really good place to use the $100 celebration dinner. I wouldn't pay full price for stuff there, but I was ha happy I went. You know, there's new stuff coming into Caesars. There's the Nobu place that I think is going into where the old Diamond Lounge was. So you have to either go to Tropicana or Harrah's. And those things are not that close to Caesars if you want your... They're not that close. Very small buffet. Like, it would be... When it was weird when both Bally's and Caesars had a diamond lounge. Like was you weird. could totally understand them scrapping one of those. Except for our magical day in the Bally's Diamond Lounge. It was great. Bally's Diamond Playing Lounge Galaga. was amazing. It was great. Yeah. What a good time. It seems like El Dorado is just scrapping Laurel Lounge. Yeah, they're, do, do right. it. they're just making changes, I feel like, for the sake of making changes. But who knows? Maybe there's some bigger plan. Yeah, I mean, they scrapped a bunch of the Laurel Lounges in Vegas. So this is sort of continuing that trend. I wonder how it will go for them, because I feel like Atlantic City patrons are much more, like, lounge-focused than Vegas. Like, I've never even thought about going to a Diamond Lounge in Vegas. But there was a time where I was very interested in going to Diamond Lounges in Atlantic City. <laughs> now I don't even have enough comp dollars to get in. Oh, really? I have millions of comp dollars. Yeah, I can't get into the, uh, the Hard Rock Legends Lounge either. I don't have enough comp dollars. Are we going to resorts this month, Craig? Because we can get into the lounge for free. Ooh, I do want to see the lounge at resorts. I did send you that mailer I got. Weeknight. Middle? No, I don't even yeah. have a weeknight available. Oh, come, come on. It would have to it's be like tomorrow. Legitimately There's impossible. No way that that. 
that statement you made about not having a weeknight available this month is... I'll send you my calendar and you'll see. One of the most preposterous things I've ever heard in my life. I'm literally away, home for one night, turning right back around and going to another place where I'm working remotely. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Is that place Atlantic City? (laughs) I wish. That's the Laurel Lounge talk and the Nero's talk. Revenue talk. There was lots of it. Well, I don't actually know if there was lots of it. What did you think of the June data? Seems fine. Again. It's it's not that fine. It's yeah. a little bit disappointing, I think. Uh, but with that said, I don't I don't remember what the weather was like in June, given that it's August now. So it's, true. it's possible there was some bad weather, you know, four weekend month, et cetera, et cetera. But it definitely the number wasn't fantastic, I don't think. June was down from May, and May mm-hmm. was down from April. So that seems mm-hmm. strange, right? I mean, I guess April is spring break for a lot of people. Uh-huh. I think what you really see is that June is not really summer for the New Jersey Shore. I actually looked back, and June has been lower than May. The revenue in June has been lower than May in six of the last ten years, including this year. So it is not that weird. I mean, how how many Junes have been lower than April, though? It's got to be zero. Ooh. Right? That's, that's a good, I don't know. Well, 2016, June was lower than April. That's the only one. Yeah, that's going back a while. It's not great. I mean, July and August are the two months that by far matter the most during the year. So see what happens in a couple weeks when July data comes out. Yeah. I mean, you still had a few pretty big year-over-year gainers. Ocean was up 29.4%. Hard Rock was up 26.6%. Borgata was up 20.3%. And then you get everyone else in this, like, around even plus three and a quarter, minus 5.6. Like, everyone else is in that range. It it must be pointed out that whoever has done the numbers for you has done something terrible. Borgata is down 5%, and Bally's is up at 20.3%. So. Yes. Never mind. (laughs) Edit that out. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Edit it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know hard rock within 10 million dollars of borgata is that actually right <laughs> yes that's right yeah, i mean that's that's a thing um so not a good month for borgata no these things happen though i mean that probably explains a lot of like this was obviously just like a very un- unseasonably bad month for borgata like they probably just had bad luck and that probably explains a lot of why june was lower than april and may like certainly when the biggest casino in Atlantic City by far has like a what's obviously a very bad month, then it's going to impact some things. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think it makes up for June being $6 million. I don't know. It could. $6 million is not that huge. But it should be, you know, June should be like 20 or $30 million more than April. <laughs> so it's not going to make up that difference. Yeah. It's probably off by like, yeah, $6 million. I think that's a good guess. We get Golden Nugget dropping back to last place mm-hmm. after barely edging out Bally's in May. They love me there. We should go. We should go to Golden Nugget. Yeah. You said no last time. You I did. Very specific. It was a summer trip. I gotta stay on the boardwalk. All the stuff I want to do is on the boardwalk. Or just off of it. Like the wheel. Like the steel pier wheel. Steel <laughs> pier it's true. wheel. We know that you love the low roller. Love it. I had nothing but good things to say about it. Do you have any thoughts on Q2? Uh, I think it was a pretty strong quarter, all in all. $697.5 million. That's nothing to blow your nose at. Yeah, I mean, we talk about June not being amazing, but Q2 was the highest brick-and-mortar Q2 since 2013. Yeah, it's crazy. It was $80 million more than 2021. Uh, It was $697.5 million more than 2020. (laughs) And it was about $30 million more than 2019. Obviously, 2020 was the big zero in Q2. I mean, April is... uh... The big the big month, I think, that, that pushed it through. It looks like the April was the highest April since 2012, which is the first year that we tracked the data. So 
so I have a question for you. I thought I thought all the gains were supposed to be sports and online, and that uh, the profits were only up because of cost cuttings, despite totally flat revenue. That's right. not a question. That's a statement. I can't, I can't believe that the casino executives would not be truthful with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this is a really good sign. Like, just increased revenue obviously is a good thing. I know that it's easy to poke holes in the profit data and say, oh, well, it's not actually that great. And like, you know, claim that you're paying a bunch of taxes and all the online and, and sports and that that's all the increase. But we're seeing pretty clearly that that's not true. People are actually physically going to Atlantic City with this data, June notwithstanding. But I thought that was a really good sign. Hopefully we see much more of that in Q3 and not like a continuance mm-hmm. of what we saw in June. I think we're we're on track for what's going to be a fairly monster year. And then Caesars, the only casino down year over year in Q2. What's going on, Caesars? Minus 2.6%. So they're not down big, but when everything else is up significantly. I, ex- I mean, there are other, there are a bunch of others that are just barely out. Like Resorts was up 0.08%. <laughs> uh, so it's not like they're massively behind everyone else, but they're the only red number in our little spreadsheet here. It looks like... If everything comes out the way I'd expect it to come out, it's going to be the best year since 2013, I think. Because the second half of the year is usually much stronger than the first half, so. And 2013, as we know, set the stage for just years of prosperity in Atlantic yes, City. Indeed. Like, nothing bad happened in 2014. Yeah, 2014 was not one of the most historically bad years in Atlantic City <laughs> history or anything. So. Yeah. That's the obviously a terrible way to look at it. The better way to look at it is that we are building back up yeah, yeah. to before 2014 like that's what they, to, that's to what be they serious think, right? about it build back better <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> but like yes it's very promising to see that we're getting back to a point of i mean i don't think people were thinking that ac was really healthy in 2013 but there were 12 casinos no one thought ac was healthy in 2013 right uh but to have nine casinos and to be getting back to the sort of pre huge drop off revenue numbers i mean it's not going to be 5 billion dollars but it is definitely like trending upwards and now you know the economy is going to take a big dump and we'll see what happens no i don't think that's true but sure <laughs> all right any other thoughts on june or q2 data i mean do you know really why why revenue has been so good inflation that's right how did you know <laughs> <laughs> that 1.3 billion dollars so far this year is like the same as like you know one billion dollars last year right it's not how it works yeah, the the reason that table games are more expensive has nothing to do with demand. It's because it's of inflation. inflation. Yeah, the <laughs> dollar is just weaker, so you have to pay twenty five dollar blackjack. Impressive. Three, All right. Soon, penny slots are going to be like one and a half cents. Now that we've dropped that knowledge bomb on our listeners, uh, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners you can do so at our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash do for a win find all of our great content and buy a shirt do for win.com send craig a message at do for win or me at kyle askin and uh email craig some questions do for win at gmail.com and we will even read them on air maybe somebody asked us if we'd gone to the britney cafe or britney's cafe I think indeed it's actually britney's cafe which is down near rife yeah in ventnor i think or is it atlantic city it's still in atlantic city it's on ventnor Ave. And then I said, no, why is it any good? And the person said, yes, it is good, but that they were there the other day and heard someone talking that sounded like one of us, I guess. I'm not I sure. I know, I know. We don't know which one. And they went and asked. They were like, are you the dude for a win, guys? And they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Which. Amazing. Is perfect. I mean, I feel a huge sense of accomplishment that somebody would go up to a random person and ask if they're from I mean, the podcast 
I don't think it's quite as scary for, for many people as it is for you, but still, yes. If you want to ingratiate yourself with me, just go ask some randos if you're the do for a win guys and tell us about it afterwards. Anyway, we'll have to check out Brittany's Cafe if we ever want to do a, a longish walk from Trop in the morning. That's true. Which sometimes when you're really hungover, that's just what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, we did a longish walk from resorts this time and it all turned out pretty okay for you, I think, all things considered. It was fine. I had regrets at the time. I feel much better about it now. I still feel bad that I stiffed that bartender, but... <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with breakfast, though, Greg. No, it has nothing to do with breakfast. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, eager to go back to Atlantic City, eager to book this room. Oh, come on. No, you're never going back to Atlantic City again. You're the one who's never going back to Atlantic City, you COVID-getter. I don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Did our friend ever email you and say, uh, give you some dates? When are you going to Atlantic City? Oh, no, of course he didn't. No. I don't know why you expected that he would do that. Well, we have Boardwalk Empire to talk about. Indeed, I have just watched it literally minutes before the episode started. Some stuff happened in that episode, let's uh, say that. Some people, some people got shot. That happens. Yeah, as, as one does. Not just people, main type characters. Yeah, I know, yeah. We had we lost two of them, uh, so pour one out for our friends Van Alden and uh, Chalky. Both are gone, I think. We didn't get a visual confirmation that Chalky's gone, but he's gone. No, I mean, I, yeah, it's pretty clear. It was respectful for them not to show him getting killed. Very respectful. Whereas not Van like, Alden... Not like Van Alden, you had to see the seeping hole in his head for... Yeah, just linger on that one. No respect. Yeah. No respect at all for, for Van Alden. He didn't really deserve much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. He was a murderer in his own right. Oh, yeah, no. It's, he got exactly what he deserved. The real question is, will Eli just get with his wife now? <laughs> <laughs> Eli looked pretty shaken up by that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was the whole Narcisse Chalky showdown. Mm -hmm. So what what do you think happened with Chalky? Is he like sacrificing himself basically so that Narcisse would let daughter Maitland go work as a singer again? That's pretty much what it seemed like to I me. Guess, I guess so. And at the end, he's like, how do I know that you're going to keep your word? And Narcisse is like, doesn't matter because you're never going to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's rough. It's It was kind of depressing that Narcisse wins that battle. Is an abrupt end to the Chalky storyline, I thought. I mean, you've got to make some abrupt ends when you've got two episodes left. That is definitely true. And two people so. abruptly ended here. Yeah. So what happened with Nucky? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was kind of strange. I mean, so he went, he, he snuck away, I guess, because he found out what's her name died, that you always have to remind me of what her name was. Sally Wheat. Sally Wheat. I don't know. Made Made friends with a couple nice Atlantic City locals. Yeah, went to some Atlantic City dive bar. Yeah. Which we know and love, Atlantic City Dive Bars. Yeah, exactly. Although I don't think it's uh, that's ever happened to us there. But no. Yeah. We didn't get knocked out in some back alley by some... <laughs> by some chick, chick. Yeah. Con women. <laughs> yeah. But were they even... Like, what were, I don't... I think that they set him up. I think that they were trying to set him up to, like, what? rob him, basically. But, but did they even rob him? They just kind of knocked I, him yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was weird. So, yeah, the, the Nucky stuff was weird. The chalky stuff was a bit weird. Chicago stuff was fine. It was the most fine part of the episode, I think. Yeah, so basically, like, Eli and Nelson are working, Nelson Van Alden are working with the feds, the guy who's yeah. in with, 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 yep. Al, and then they go deliver some fake payment and get found out, and Al comes home, and, uh, what ends up happening is the fed, who is in with Al, shoots Nelson in the head, basically, to keep his cover, and then, yep. 
goes out and basically says he's going to kill Eli and basically and tells Eli, like, get out of here. So yep. doesn't kill Eli. Eli's still alive. Uh, we get some flashbacks with, like, 20-something-year-old yeah. Nucky and, and Eli, which I don't think really added too much. And at the yeah. very end of the episode, we see Mickey Doyle assembling an army to fight yeah. Lucky and Meyer's crew, and that's pretty clearly what's being set up here. Well, that person they caught was, wasn't that Jimmy's mom? Yes. Oh, yes. When they hear the flashback. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they do catch Jimmy's mom, who's like the rascal stealing stuff from the boardwalk establishments. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, as we know, we're going to get some disturbing stuff going on here. I mean, we already shortly because we, kind of we know hinted at it, right? Because you got to see some young girl go into the hotel with the Commodore or whatever. And like everyone be very uncomfortable. So yeah, not great. Not great. Not the best. Two episodes left. Uh, we finally saw Nucky's first wife. That also happened in the flashbacks. Yeah. She's pregnant. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know where it's yeah, going. I, th- it was, I think... It was fine. I mean, they're like wrapping things up. If they're wrapping them up sensibly, I'm not sure. But we are reaching a conclusion. I have a, I have a theory. It's not really a theory, but it's an option for them to go with. If they're still editing the show, they can take this under advisement. Shakespeare style or just every main character's dying. Everybody's meeting a tragic end. Nucky's dying. Nucky's wife is dying. Mickey Doyle is dying. No, Mickey Doyle's gonna be the only person alive. Yeah, dude. Everyone else. Eli meeting some miserable end, like his wife's gonna kill him or something. I don't know. Everybody's dying except Mickey Doyle. I don't think that's happening. No, you don't think that that's where this is going? Nope. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, oh no, we've only got two episodes left to start killing people left and right. I mean, that's pretty much what happened with this one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys very much for listening, and and we'll be back with another episode in a few weeks. I figured out where I'm staying next time I go. The O St. Joseph Resort Hotel. Resort. $47. Absolutely incredible. Kyle sent an image. This is fake. This is from, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You can't tell me this is is a real hotel. legitimately in Atlantic City. This is amazing. I know. Let's just say the reviews are... Amazing. Perhaps not the greatest. Apparently it's connected to this huge, like, racket club and gym, but it's permanently closed, which is amazing. Nice.